Hey there, Chentani, and welcome to another episode of The Godfather, Godfather Minute. Minute, starring me, Alex Robinson. And starring me even more, Andy Robinson. As we are The Godfather, Godfather Minute, Minute brothers. brothers, here to talk about Minute 151 of The Godfather. Minute 151, Alex, repeat. <laughs> wow, I didn't just, you've, been, uh, you've, been, you've been replaced by a machine. You got stepped over. Minute 151, Alex, repeat. Cento. 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 No, first of all, minuto, numero. Oh, the, See, the this, is why you can't re- this is why you can't replace the, the people pro- with technology. The protege has become the mentor. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I was trying to trick you. I was trying to... <laughs> Show, I was trying to take a tech, technological shortcut, but you uh, you showed me. Here we go. Alex, a minuto. <laughs> a minuto. Numero. Numero. Cento. Cento. Cinquantuno. Cinquantuno. Yeah. Cinquantuno. Even, your, even your pronunciation is getting better than mine. Thanks. It's only taken 150 weeks. Yeah. Three, almost three years we've been doing three this. Three years. <laughs> three years and we're still alive. <laughs> Maybe not now, but three years from now. <laughs> yeah. Even Tom Hagen couldn't predict this would have gone on so long. <laughs> so what's your summary, Alex? By oh, the way, well, I do he- want to read my summary after yours because I have a wonderful one. Oh, okay. Um, you go. Here we go. Uh, Don, oh, that's one fifth. Hold on, I'm not looking. I'm looking at the notes for one. F- hold on. You, You're you want- looking at one fifty. I was looking at the notes for one fifty. You were looking at cento cinquanta. <laughs> You and my father are talking about my minutes. Now, Alex, okay, give me a second. I got to find my notes. Okay, but Alex, let me point out that if you were a robot, this you would not have made that error. Mm, that's probably true. <laughs> well, let me read my summary while you're uh, fumbling oh, I through. Your... I found my notes. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. You go. Okay, here's my notes for number one hundred fifty-one. All right, uh, don't Don warns. Okay, Wait, you're no, you go, go first. Okay. Okay. Don, Don Corleone wrap up their meet. This is what happens when we can't see each other. By the way, listeners, I'm looking into a curtain again. This pandemic thing. Have you ever heard of the Turing test? The what? The Turing test. How do you spell that? I think it's T O U R I N G. Or maybe one more time, T. Turning. Oh no. Turning. Turing test. It's named after the digi- the computer guy Alan Turing. Mm-mm. He was came up with a. This is a very big digression, but his thing was that if we want to test um, artificial intelligence, it basically has to pass what is called the Turing test, which mm-hmm. is that a human is is interacting with a machine mm-hmm. but doesn't realize it. Like the machine is so mm-hmm. lifelike that is behaves so realistically that it is indistinguishable from a real person. And what is that test? The Turing test. No, but what what does it actually test? It tests uh, art, artificial intelligence. Okay, I, I thought I would have thought doing this podcast with me would have tested your artificial intelligence. <laughs> it's tested my. I don't know if that was a diss on you or me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting. I get, uh, so you're bringing it up because we don't see each other. We, we cannot could. see each other, so <laughs> we could very well be, be, be right uh. now being tested via the Turing test to see if we could uh, if we could realize it was not. That's actually. awesome. I wonder if any. Looking back at Godfather One, 
could any of the characters have been uh, robot robots? Wait, and, and no one realized it, and, oh, and, and, and people were fooled by it. I think there's a lot of characters who could potentially be robots. Really? Well, because we don't see them do very much. So, like, <laughs> you know, like, uh, like, uh, there's no way that uh, Rocco couldn't be a, a robot that drives cars. Oh yeah, that's true. What about Luca Brazzi? Oh, he's a killing machine. Yeah, <laughs> he's like the Terminator. They would have been great if they were like trying to choke him, and he yeah. was like his skin turned all purple, and then it burst, but underneath was like a metal skeleton. That was... Sonny says, "Well, what the hell is this? <laughs> it's a Sicilian message. Look at Bronte sleeps within nuts and bolts." <laughs> I like the off, uh, the the off, uh, the wrong tone for the the words. Those yeah. are, that's early computer yeah. voice simulation. That's, that's, war, that's war games era. <laughs> yeah. That 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 Joshua could not pass the Turing test. No, no, no. So so more about the Turing test. Have do, have robots passed the Turing test? Probably right. Uh I don't know. If it's just a chat, then definitely. But you're talking about interacting. Yeah, I think there's probably different degrees of it or something. But I feel like we would have heard of it if there was one that was completely indistinguishable from a person. Yeah. I wonder if Carlo could have been completely artificial intelligence. You know where they say um, that that it's really being tested a lot with the uh, Turing. Their testing is with um, like... uh, you already see signs of if you call up like a line and they're like, why don't you tell me what the problem is? And then you're like, oh, my, uh, I can't plug in my computer. Hmm. I then I think mm. I know what you're talking about. Like that kind of a thing. Yeah. Is that sometimes you'll encounter one where you're not sure if you're talking to a real person or mm. even mm-hmm. to the point where so mm-hmm. there was a recording of someone going, are you artificial intelligence? And she was like, what? What do you mean? Oh, like she, she wouldn't say, no, I'm not an artificial intelligence. But she was just like, that's crazy. <laughs> that's I just kept kind of like repeating <laughs> phrases that almost made you think the robot was trying not to let me think it was. Oh, that's hilarious. That's really funny. If I were designing one of those, an artificial intelligent customer service line, yeah. I would give the robot's voice a slight accent. Hmm. A little bit of an accent, so people what kind of are accent? doubly fooled. Well, you know, I probably accents of, that you hear typically on customer on live human customer service lines, mm. but not enough that you can't understand them. Of course, kind of defeats the whole purpose, but just enough to fool the user into thinking that the co- that the customer servant is somewhere abroad. Oh, I get it. So it might excuse some peculiarities. With exactly. That. Yeah, it's a it's a psych out. Nice psych out. Uh, so what's your uh, i haven't even done my summary yet okay here we go should Uh, i cut all that stuff out that we just talked about maybe make a bonus material we'll see how much we have left after this we'll let it ride don and mikey wrap up their meeting in the garden with a reminder that whoever arranges the meeting is the traitor months later don relaxes with his grandchild anthony who was really bad at spraying for bugs (laughs) months later yeah, it's supposed huh. to be. Um, well, I'm sure the book has something about that. Yeah, I can't tell. I can't tell what timelines in this book. Puzo's all over the place. <laughs> what an <laughs> he, asshole! He really never. <laughs> next thing you know, it's three years later. <laughs> it's the well, next paragraph, what, and it's three years later. I feel like that scene is supposed to be. Let me look in the, the screenplay here. If it says, well, let me read my summary. Alex. Okay, yeah, I'm very proud of the summary. Don Corleone warns Michael about a traitor. Mm-hmm. And Anthony applies a pesticide to the Don's tomatoes. 
Oh, is that is, <laughs> did you? That's like a, that's is this part of the new song lyrics that you're working on? Uh, nah, you'll have to you'll have to wait and see. <laughs> you'll have to wait and see for the lyrics that you write. You know what? Oh my gosh! You know what? For GF two, mm-hmm. this is what we're gonna. This for GF two. This is what we're gonna do. <laughs> At, we're gonna make every uh, episode summary be like rhyming couplets mm. and that way at the end of the movie we can put all those couplets together and we will have a <laughs> we didn't start the fire style summary or of the whole entire movie alex that is one of the best <laughs> ideas you've ever had <laughs> i wish i thought of it 151 weeks ago <laughs> <laughs> that's a great idea maybe so you that's a good great idea but you just missed it oh what Maybe what what we what I need to do first is write the music, sort of the structure of the song, because we we don't want it just da 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 a da 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 a da 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 b da 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 b da 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 c da 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 c that kind of rhyming, because doing that three hundred times is going to drive all of us crazy. First of all, those lyrics are terrible. Why would we do a song like that? Luca Brazzi, Luca Luca Brazzi, Luca a. So the way I can prove is let me let me work on the music first to mix it up, have a chorus, have a bridge. Okay, and then and then we'll repeat that just to just so it, it varies it a little bit. Okay, awesome. I like it. Uh, so yeah, that was the summary of what goes on, what goes on in the minute. So what do you what do you have for the minute? You want me to start? I got some notes. Um, well, first of all, there's not much dialogue in this. Oh, should we, should we do, is it worth go doing a, I probably not worth going reading the script, the two of us doing it. There's only like two lines. Yeah, there's so. really, there's really no lines. Um, so the one line that is there is, it says, oh, don't forget whoever, whoever makes the Bozzini arrangements is the traitor. And that's now, I'm, I'm going to call overdub alert. Really? Particularly that line where he says traitor, the way he says trait, the R in the last traitor sounds Mm. very um, not not like the way he says ours the whole rest of the minute so are you are you calling not only an overdub alert but a but a a voice over or when you when someone else comes in and does the vocal line no it could be it could be brando all right but um it, it maybe it, it's james earl jones again <laughs> well i think it might be brando like six months later when he hasn't been don corleone and is just kind of like okay i'll do it you know he's in the mm-hmm. he's in the booth yeah. he does as we have as we said he hates yeah. overdubbing so he's already he's already uh four weeks into shooting for the island of dr moreau <laughs> have you ever seen that i saw parts of it you have to see it Okay, it's worth seeing just for Marlon Brando in it. Okay, because he's he's like crazy in it. Oh, awesome! Like it, it, like he's supposed to be crazy, and also he's he's crazy on two levels. He's crazy <laughs> on the Doctor Moreau level, and he's crazy on the uh, Marlon Brando level. So uh, <laughs> check it out when you get a chance. Oh, that's great. Um, so yes, when he says he's a traitor, that's so overdub. Okay, so, sounds dubbed. It, do you think if it is James Earl Jones? In his contract, anytime he does an overdub, he has to say something. He has to say, for example, in this one, he would say, um, don't forget that the person who talks to you about Barzini is the traitor. 
Well, I thought, yeah, it's funny that both of his lines, both those lines have to do with someone, with someone betraying someone. So he yeah. has to do all those. Yeah. Uh, maybe the line where he's saying, Fredo, come on, there's still room in the plane. Maybe that's also James Earl Jones, because that also has to do with betrayal. <laughs> wow. He's uh, quite, quite a range, that guy. And then eventually he betrays and murders your father. Oh. <laughs> hey, speaking of Fredo. Yes. So... At the end of of the part of this minute where the Don stands up and walks away and there's there are a few seconds where you see Mikey, he sits yeah. back in his lounger. Yeah. He kind of lays back, thinking yeah. he sighs. Totally reminds me of the Fredo lounger in GF2 and Fredo is sitting back. Remember when Mikey's grilling him about totally, what he yeah. knows? Yeah. Really just an interesting connection. I wonder if in GF2 that was Coppola thought back to that. Well, considering how much, um, like, as we've learned in those other scenes, how much Coppola um, can establish relationships and stuff with the staging, it mm-hmm. is. It, it does feel like it has to be a, a conscious thing. Yeah. And um, if you recall, when this scene started, um, the last scene before this was Mikey and Kay in the car, mm-hmm. in the Kay car. And um, when it faded into this scene... It transitioned the I noticed that the that Anthony's face was right on the dawn when mm-hmm. it transitioned. Yeah. And in this in this bit here, when Mikey leans back and then it transitions to the next scene, it transitions from from Mikey and then Mikey's face more or less turns into Anthony's. Oh, head. wow. I didn't notice so, that. So it almost made me wonder if they used it just so that when it faded, his face would be in the right. You were looking mm. at his face when it turned mm-hmm. into the next, mm-hmm. uh, especially since it kind of bookends the scene. Wow. Uh, so oh, I uh, didn't notice that. That's some, I, that's some real Orson Welles stuff. That's the only thing I can think of as to why, as to how it would, uh, why that shot is, is like in the way it is. Wow. Very cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, anything else before we get to the scene with Antony? Uh, anything else about the end of the uh, the scene yeah, with Alex, Mikey? Yeah, how does the Don know that whoever goes to Mikey to set up the Bartini meeting is the traitor? Oh, yeah. So another reason why I feel like that might be dubbed is that um, basically he's reminding the audience of something that's going to mm-hmm. in the movie. Like, listen, everybody, whoever calls, whoever yeah. meets, there's a traitor. So when you see mm-hmm. Tessio do that. So... That also makes me think like they're like, okay, we have to make this very clear because we have to know <laughs> yeah. why Mikey knows that Tessio's the traitor. So yeah. let's, Marlon, we just need you to say it really clear. <laughs> and then, he, yeah. so. I think the Don, I think Don Corleone even knew who it was. Yeah, and but didn't want to reveal it to Mikey. He wanted Mikey to. This is his coming of age. One is the rite of passage. Oh, his first test to exactly, see if he'll be yeah. able to figure yeah, out. But he wanted to give him enough clues. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> no Mikey, there, if someone like, calls you. Sets us up. That person is a traitor. <laughs> Come they, on, Pop. If, Pop, if you, who is it? Is it Tessio? <laughs> I can't tell you, but you might smell some bad fish. Is it, is it Clemenza? Clemenza likes fish. Well, if I knock twice, it's not Clemenza. <laughs> oh, my God, it's Paulie. <laughs> well, Mikey, I'm not going to say that Paulie won't see him no more. <laughs> oh, my God, I can't believe Sonny betrayed us. <laughs> 
Son, he's dead. <laughs> my God, I'm I'm giving over my empire to you. <laughs> you Fredo, know, Fredo, you know, where's Fredo? <laughs> <laughs> he's looking for Fredo now. <laughs> <laughs> then his, when his when his diabetic coma kicks in, he's like Fredo, Fredo. <laughs> oh wow, that was so in GF three. That's Michael. Not thinking back to him killing Fredo, but it's him thinking back to the shame he felt when the Don was now passing over Mikey and giving the Empire to Fredo. And that's why Mikey arranged for Anthony to kill the Don before he could could contact Fredo. That's it. That now it makes sense. Now we know why Anthony goes on to kill his grandfather. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Wheels and then wheels. I thought... I thought Michael was already pretty low, but man, having your four-year-old child murder your father. I just realized it was Anthony all along. (laughs) (laughs) Anthony was the one who came up with with the whole plot. (laughs) Because <laughs> yeah. Anthony knew that if Mikey got t- stepped over, then Anthony would not have any shot at the oh, inheritance. That's right. So he knew that for, he had to get yeah. it back from Fredo, Uncle, Uncle Freddy. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> oh, and that's why when Anthony goes to that's what. So Don Corleone, Don Corleone knows that it's Anthony coming to kill him. That's why he scares him away with the orange mouth monster. <laughs> ah! That was his last shot to defend himself. You know, it also just occurred to me that one of the last people Fredo. Fredo, probably the last person Fredo sees alive is Anthony. Oh, when they leave the dock. You're right. Fishing. <laughs> well, I guess it would be Al, right? Well, he was behind him, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can you bait his hook, Al? <laughs> so, I uh, right. Yes. Al was behind him the whole time. <laughs> so, um, Come on. Your, your dad needs you in Reno. He needs you to kill someone in Reno. So uh, yes, uh, getting onto the scene with Anthony and the spray, the sprayer. I have to look up on the wiki how 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 late this is. After I think it might be like a year later. Get out of here. Well, because I think he the the, the I think. Well, anyway, I'll look it up. You know what? We'll ask. We'll answer. We'll answer. Um, now there's something in the. I've got some stuff from the book, but it doesn't shed light on the timeline of when he dies. Right. So. um Marlon Brando said this was the first time he found this scene very interesting to film because he'd never acted with a child before. Mm. So, uh, you know, someone as into acting as Marlon Brando is, Mm -hmm. I can imagine it being an interesting challenge. Brando was referring to Al Pacino, right? Yes, Al Pacino. (laughs) This 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 guy's a child. (laughs) Here's something interesting. The character was not named Anthony in the the Mm. original version. Hmm. What was it? Uh, I don't know, but the actor's name was Anthony. And mm. in order for him to act in the scene, for they had to keep calling. They had to call mm. him the character's name because he was too small to really. He acted better when they called when they called the character yeah. that it was him. He couldn't understand that he was an actor. Yeah, I guess so. He thought he really was trying to kill Marlon Brando. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a um, like the Crow. Remember that movie, The Crow? Never seen it. But do you, do you know the whole what happened behind the scenes? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like that. He thought the, that there was no real pesticide in there, and then when he sprayed Marlon Brando with uh. it, he didn't realize that <laughs> he was being used, that someone set him up to kill, uh, to kill Marlon Brando. Yeah. Hey, I do have something in the book about the timeline, Alex. Yes, I was going to share. I was going to share this in minute 153, mm-hmm. but it's appropriate now. Uh, let's see. Let me read it. Puzo writes, Michael Corleone had taken precautions against every eventuality. His planning was faultless. 
his security impeccable. He was patient, hoping to use the full year to prepare. Mm. But he was not to get his necessary year because fate itself took a stand against him and in the most surprising fashion. For it was the godfather, the great Don himself, who failed Michael Corleone. Mm. And that's the end of that micro chapter. So less than a year. Yeah. Less than a year from when Michael takes over. I think that's what that means. Or less than a year from that conversation. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's not clear when. This is at the very beginning of a new, what Puzo calls a book. There are several books in mm-hmm. this book. This is book eight and the beginning of a chapter and its own, its own paragraph. And it doesn't come right after any conversation in the garden. So I'm assuming it's a year, less than a year after Michael takes over. So he only he only semi-retires for a year. I think so, yeah. Okay. Did you have more about Anthony, or should I get more into the book about this scene? Uh, well, there is some garden stuff. Uh, I have a little bit about the actor, Anthony okay. Anthony Gonaris, mm-hmm. G-O-U-N-A-R-I-S. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, he is the actor who played uh, Anthony. Uh, this is his only acting role. Hmm, Never acted again, and he uh, grew up to uh, get a business degree, and he runs a co- restaurant in Queens, New York. Hmm. Another bit of interesting information. His older brother, James Gunaris, plays Anthony in GF2. Interesting. So wow. uh, so they, they the older brother. Wow. So I guess oh, he wasn't funny. old. I guess he must. The character must have aged faster than yeah. The or just the kid didn't want to do it. Maybe by that time. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And that's all I got. So what do you got from the book? Oh, that's that's really interesting. Yeah, I wonder if in if his if Anthony Gonaris's restaurant if if he plays off of his role in The Godfather. I'm sure the clientele know that, right? The name of the restaurant is Anthony's. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> no, no, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> they, uh, when they come to put uh, dressing on your salad at the table, they mm-hmm. have the the pesticide sprayer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a re- if you have if you really have an in at Anthony's restaurant, you get the corner table. He comes out. Anthony himself comes out. And puts dressing on your salads with that original pesticide sprayer. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the, that's like the expensive fancy. Yeah, uh, fancy <laughs> I'd, I'd pay top dollar for that. That'd be great. <laughs> Here we go. Puzo writes: On one sunny Sunday morning, while the women were at church, Don Vito Corleone dressed in his gardening uniform, baggy gray trousers, a faded blue shirt, battered dirt brown fedora decorated by a stained gray silk hat band. The Don had gained considerable weight in his few years and worked on his tomato vines, he said, for the sake of his health, but he deceived no one. The truth was, he loved tending his garden. He loved the sight of it early on a morning. It brought back his childhood in Sicily 60 years ago, brought it back without the terror, the sorrow of his own father's death. Pause. So he's 60. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's funny. In the in the uh, they changed it. I think in the movie they made him older. Hmm. I'm looking at the Godfather waking, and it says he was 67 when he died. Hmm. Okay. But you know what? I know they did change the year of his birth. That's right. Um, Can you believe they changed Pop's birthday? <laughs> they didn't know it was Pop's birthday. <laughs> Here we go. A little bit more about this garden scene. So this is some stuff that's in the 
in the book that's not in the movie, Puzo writes, The dawn hastened to water his garden. It must be done before the sun waxed too hot and turned the water into a prism of fire that could burn his lettuce leaves like paper. Sun was more, sun was more important than water. Mm. Water also was important, but the two, imprudently mixed, could cause great misfortune. Pause. So I wanted to read that because I wonder if that's a metaphor for something in the movie, maybe their relationships. Did you catch that, Alex? Well, I guess the first thing I thought when you said it was that sun, like S-U-N, and there's also S-O-N, meaning like the family business, Mm -hmm. you know, that thing. That's the first thing I thought of. I don't know what the water would be. Sun was more important than water. Water also was important, but the two, imprudently mixed, could cause great misfortune. I wonder if that is family and business, maybe. Or, or yeah, kind of like, like family is more important. Blood being thicker than water. Them, hmm. If you mix them, it could cause great misfortune. But you have to mix them. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, that's it. Al. You found it. You have to mix them. But you have to be careful. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to step over your green beans. Yeah. If they're the ones in line to. Carpenters and bakers can be careless. Gardeners can't afford to be careless. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Thanks for entertaining that for me. Puzo <laughs> goes on to write, The Don moved through his garden hunting for ants. If ants were present, it meant that lice were in his vegetables and the ants were going after the lice and he would have to spray. He had watered just in time. The sun was becoming hot and the Don thought, Prudence, prudence. But there were just a few more plants to be supported by sticks, and he bent down again. He would go back into the house when he finished this last row. Cut. Uh huh. Cut. Wait, were you saying cut? <laughs> That's you're, all I'm going to read because the next part has to do with oh, okay, with the dawns so with, the, with the next minutes. So you were pausing. Again. I'm not pausing because I'm not going to read anymore because that's the end of what I'm going to read today. Okay. I thought you meant cut, like stop the recording. Oh, no, no. Never stop the recording. <laughs> you can never stop. That's why the... I was thrown off when you said cut. <laughs> so, yeah, Alex, you can never stop the recording. <laughs> well, I think that's uh, that's interesting because it, it kind of continues the that metaphor of like if the sun is like the Don's like, I have some things I got to do before the sun gets too gets too strong mm-hmm. like i gotta do set this thing up and you know like in because so, before the sun gets too strong yeah before the before the peak before like mm-hmm. before mikey really has to take over the don has to do things and he's not gonna get a chance to do them yeah the only thing he's gonna get a chance to do is die yeah eat <laughs> what's the what's the what's that pesticide that herbicide that, that you're not supposed to use DDT? anymore no uh Champagne cocktails? Very common. Just you spray it on any leaf and the plant will die. Deet? Uh, no, no. It's, you buy it in Lowe's and stuff. Ah, never mind. I don't want to get sued anyway, right? <laughs> big big fertilizer. <laughs> Is that it? Oh, big aggro. I yeah, guess big aggro. <laughs> big shit. <laughs> so that's all I have, Alex. Well, that's all yeah. I have as well. Yeah, not a lot of. Uh, oh, I also, I guess I should point out, I love, I love the Don's outfit in, uh, mm-hmm. in. Uh, I love his belt and his like his pants, because I guess he's doing the classic old man thing of having his pants really high up on mm-hmm. his waist. But his belt is also like two inches below the the 
um, his his like waistline. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like two mm-hmm. inches of pant before. Uh, anyway, you got you know what I mean? Yeah, funny. So uh, yeah, and he definitely seems like a uh, his hair's all like long and and disheveled and uh, yeah, yeah. He definitely looks older and more uh, long way from wearing a tuxedo. Yeah, but still looking good considering he was shot several times and yeah. survived. Um, the things that he's seen. Think oh about man, that. No kidding. Well, well, uh, there's only one thing left to do, and that's to rate this mother lover. Hmm. Hmm. It's a tough one. Don't forget the person who comes, whoever comes to you with this Barzini meaning is the traitor. Traitor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, and the then traitor. it's Anthony, Anthony messing around with the, with the can. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready. Ready? Yep. One, One dos, tres, cuatro. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Excellent. So, yeah, we get to mostly because of the Don, obviously, because yeah, no one yeah. else does very much in it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. And within one minute, you do see three generations of men. Hmm, that's right. It's kind of neat. Three generations of doomed men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would have been nice if when, anyway, we'll save the Don's death for next week. Yeah. So, uh. Does he die next week or does it take, does he, is no, he it's actually in two minutes. So next minute is literally just him running around the garden. Yeah, that's that going to be a fun one. <laughs> that's going to be a fun yeah. We should do the whole episode with oranges in our mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's great. Well, all right then. So, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We're about to record some bonus content, which you can hear by going to godfatherminute.com slash support. And, um, until next time. Whoever comes to you Barzini's 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 Barzini's